episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast. Episode number 11. In this episode, the moms chat about the Olympics, Doctor Who, and planning for the new school year. <laughs> Mom, where's my Where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Becky, how was your week? It was fantastic. So, yeah, it's possible you've heard about this. I don't know. Not everybody has, I'm sure. But there's this big thing right now going on in London. It's the Olympics. You aware of it? I am. (laughs) Although I have to tell you that I never really thought of doing anything with it until you brought it up. Oh, how funny. I love the Olympics. Um, I'm not so into the sports. Like, Uh archery's fun, you know, stuff like that. But really, I love the opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, the one in Beijing was just mind-blowing, and um, the kids and I watched it and had a great time. And then this year in London, we watched, and um, I mean, we popped popcorn and, you know, all this kind of stuff, and we made a big deal about it. It was fantastic. And um, so to make it homeschool kind of, you know, something, we printed off, well, Tina made this great yeah. PDF file with all of the flags of all of the countries who were competing in the Olympics. So that was great. And then um, EnchantedLearning.com had a great little booklet that you could print off of uh, several samples of the flags from different um, continents. And so I printed off both of those. So Jack colored his flags, well, as Jack is wont to do. He he colored them whatever color he wanted to. (laughs) But they were pretty awesome. And um, Danielle hasn't, I don't think Danielle's colored her flags yet. But she was really into the finding as the Parade of Nations went through. Oh, yeah? She was really into the finding of all of the countries on the different continents. And I have to say, considering we haven't actually focus studied on geography we've just sort of looked up some things when we've needed to mm-hmm. and use the globe when we've needed to she got about 40 percent of the countries right just wow. from a guess but the only problem that her and i both had was what the heck is oceana that's like australia new zealand all the uh, islands out there like i have South never Pacific. heard it called that before ever in my entire life <laughs> have yeah, you ever heard like it all called those that? islands i don't know it sounds familiar but i don't know if i have or not but i, I figured out what it was pretty quickly but um, well i mean we south pacific you think that good. yeah yeah i know but i mean like it's so I, i'm thinking that maybe i must have heard it somewhere before but okay. i don't know i'm not aware of ever having heard it anywhere before so we had a lot of fun <laughs> with she would go oh and you know that uh, oh that's in that o place <laughs> that <laughs> o place oceana <laughs> yes good okay yeah but, there was a couple things I was a little bit sad about, and the main one, of course, was uh-huh. our dear darling Doctor Who was completely I overlooked. I mean, they had Voldemort. I know! But no Doctor Who. They had, like, J.K. Rowling reading, and yeah. oh my gosh, how can you go through the history of the UK and not talk about Doctor Who? That's exactly. Now, crazy. the TARDIS sound was um, during the dance sequence. It when was? Going, yes, when they're going through the that. music, uh, the history of music. Um, right at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody, if you listen oh. super carefully, you can hear the sound of the TARDIS appearing. Oh, I didn't hear that. it's right in with the music, and unless you are listening super closely, you're not going to hear it. Oh. Um, I posted a link to it on my Facebook, and I'll post a, a link to it in the show notes as well for my, our fellow geek uh, listeners. <laughs> our Hoodian friends. <laughs> our Hoodian friends, yes. <laughs> um, so I was a little disappointed about that. Uh, I felt like Doctor Who, you know, with their 50th anniversary coming up so soon, they really should have had something there. But the queen queen parachuting out of the (laughs) helicopter with James Bond, that was awesome. (laughs) I didn't know who that was. Adam had to tell me who that was. Oh, yeah, that's the new James Bond. Yeah, Um, I don't watch James Bond, so I I wasn't familiar. (laughs) Oh, I love James Bond. I've even read the books. I I used to have... I used to have a whole stack of Ian Fleming novels, but I don't know, they got lost. It's one of my million moves. 
But um, yeah, that was really awesome. I that enjoyed was funny. that. <laughs> she was such a good sport about that. Oh my goodness! Right. And, and did you hear the interview with the gentleman who had directed the whole thing? When yes, you know the queen doesn't normally do stuff yes. like this at all, and uh-huh. like people were shocked that she had done it. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> My kids are like, is she really perishing? I'm like, no, that's not really her. <laughs> if she did, that woman has the fastest legs of anyone. Because did you see how fast she got to her box? <laughs> she did not look fully awake for the whole ceremony either. Did she look like she was just like, is it over yet? <laughs> yeah, well, it was probably past her bedtime. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. If you think about it. And yep. And uh, something that I didn't put in the notes, but I probably should mention, um, Doctor Who is on the cover of the United States Entertainment Weekly this week. Really? Yes. I will have to see that. So that is a huge win for Doctor Who. Yeah. Be on the cover of an American magazine. Well, and you know, he did make it into the Olympics in the carrying of the torch. I think we yeah. talked about that last week, didn't we? Yes. Yes. He, Matt Smith was the first one to carry the torch. No, the- actually, you know what? I found out it wasn't actually the first. I thought I thought it was the first one. I think they renumbered it every day. There were 8,000 people that carried the torch. Well, I actually got like totally into it and was watching all the videos. Did stuff. he carry it all the way through Cardiff then? No, I think they only, each person only carried it like a mile. Yeah, he was the first person to carry it through Cardiff. That day, he carried it that day, I think, because yeah. each day, I think, was a different 001. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying, yeah. through Cardiff. Oh, okay, I thought you meant, like, <laughs> the very first one, because I watched no. the very first one when they got to the UK, and um, and I was like, that's not Matt Smith, why? <laughs> yeah, no, what? Just, that's a different Just through 001. Cardiff. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty awesome. No, and that was very cool, and the interview that they had with him was really cool, too, yes. when he was talking about it. Yes. Matt Smith is just awesome all the way around. He is. And I was just listening to the latest, uh, we talked about last week, the Who Hype, the the new Who Hype episode out, although I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. And they were talking about during the the Comic-Con when that little girl, did you see the, did you watch the, the, the nerd HQ panel yet? Okay, you gotta watch that. Oh, no, no, the little girl with the. The angels, yes, I yes, yes, and that was in the middle of it, and and he just the and they were talking about how he's just so good with well with all fans, but he's really good with kids the way he talks to them, and it's just like really really sweet, awesome, <laughs> just makes us love him more. Uh, if that's possible, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the other things I wanted to mention about Doctor Who, which is kind of homeschooling related and kind of not, was mm-hmm. um, BBC um, released a video uh which was a interview with the cast of doctor the yeah, current cast that. of doctor who and they talked about what their favorite books were right and um matt smith um he he named off a couple but the one that that he uh named that i thought was the most awesome was the bfg right. by roald roald doll roald doll yeah yeah and then karen um that's um that's Amy for anyone who doesn't know. She her favorite <laughs> book is Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Yeah. And anyone who knows favorite. me well. <laughs> She's no. Alice in Wonderland crazy. I'm slightly obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. So every time I, I see an Alice in Wonderland product out in public, I send you a picture. I'm like, hey, this is cool. <laughs> oh, what if Becky has this purse yet? I oh, know. she does. <laughs> No, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane how how much Alice in Wonderland stuff I have. And then um, Arthur, who is uh, Rory, his favorite book was Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. So I think it's really cute that the that yeah. two of them named children's books. Yeah. Well, that was very cool. And he named a couple other books, Matt Smith, and I've never heard of, so I have to go look those up. Exactly. That's why I said he named a couple of books, including, because <laughs> I was right. like, I have no idea what those other ones are. I never heard of them. I know. I have to go check them out. And then uh, during the, the panel, they were talking about their favorite bands also. Oh. So I need to go check out these bands. Well, I've never heard of any of them either. Matt Smith would totally be a punk band because Probably. Matt Smith is really into the British punk scene. Is he? That's cool. Well, then you'd love that. Yes. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> yes. Well, back on to homeschooling. Okay. So I saw this <laughs> great um, article on hiphomeschoolmoms.com, uh-huh. which uh, just because we like to give these people these kind of warnings, it is, um, uh, the, the website does tend to have a religious slant, and religion is mentioned in this specific article, but it's light enough that it didn't uh, take away from the meaning of the article at all. Mm-hmm. And um, the article is called Busting the I Don't Have Patience to Homeschool Myth. Yeah. And I know on a previous episode, you and I discussed the fact that, that was one, that's one of my most annoying questions when people yeah. say to me, oh, how do you have the patience to uh, homeschool? Or I would never have the saint. patience to homeschool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, really? 
<laughs> it's like that, that that comes right after or right before that I, I'm not organized enough to homeschool yeah, which or I could never I could never do it <laughs> exactly so um, there were a couple of things that that in this article that I just wanted to to write I, the reason that this this whole article really appealed to me was this one line when did I don't have the patience to deal with my own children thinking become the norm yeah um, <laughs> yeah you know, public school is a fairly recent invention in the history of man. Right. And prior to that, children were at home, underfoot, with mom and dad, working side by side. Yeah. All day long. You right. Know, it wasn't an option to send them away for six to eight hours a day and let somebody else educate them. Right. And so, first of all, um, it's not that we're developing some sort of new patients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're we're carrying on a tradition that's been around a lot longer than schools have. Yep. And then um, also there was a line that you pointed out and I, point, yeah. I had also um, highlighted as a favorite. How can we possibly expect to have the wisdom and patience to impart morality and knowledge and proper discipline when we've not had the day-to-day -day experiences that develop the wisdom and patience in the first place? Yeah, that was that like was so deep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I really that. And so uh, I'm going to post a link to this um, article on the website, uh, on the show notes, so you guys can read it for yourself. But yeah. it, it's a really good thing to think about when people say to you, you know, how do you have patience to do that? What they're really saying is, I don't want to have to right. deal with that. <laughs> right. And that's what I said in another episode, too, is like, uh, yeah, this is like, why don't you just say what you really mean? I don't want to do it. And that's fine. Like, I didn't mention that in the last episode, and I was thinking, uh oh, I should have said that too, because I didn't mean to say, like, imply that everybody should be doing it, because I don't believe everybody should be homeschooling. So it's like, if you don't want to, that's fine. Nobody's telling you you should homeschool. It's like, drives me nuts when people are like, oh, I could never do it. Exactly. No, what you're uh, saying is you don't want to make the sacrifices or do the work that's necessary to do it. And that's fine. That's fine. You it's might just like not have the personality to do it. And that's fine, too. Exactly. It's just like learning to play piano. It's a great idea. I think it's fantastic, but I don't have the patience or the whatever to learn to play piano right now. And right. that's fine. And I don't feel the need to defend myself because I don't want to learn to play piano. Yeah, you don't I... have to defend yourself if you don't want to homeschool. But no. when you say things like, I don't have the patience to do it, <laughs> then it makes people who do homeschool go, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we make that face. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So what about you, Tina? How was your week? Well, let's see. Um, Olympics, of course, just like you said. We were all, I like I said before, though, uh, <laughs> I hadn't really even, I knew it was coming up, but I hadn't really thought about it until you had mentioned it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> I should do something. <laughs> and I hadn't done anything in previous Olympics with my kids. Well, Tyrion was too little the last time he was. Been, who would have been three? Yeah. Um, although we could have watched it with him, but I don't even remember what we were doing during during Beijing um, no idea I don't even I probably just didn't even wasn't on my radar but um, yeah so we dragged out videos and and we were watching some of the videos and I I actually got fascinated with the whole history of the Olympics and I posted a whole bunch of them on the homeschool realm um, on my homeschool realm Facebook page um, and then I think I compiled it into a post. I can't remember if I posted it or not. I think I may have. Um, I'm like, well, I put all this on the Facebook page, but I'm going to put it on the website too and compile it all because there's some really great videos that have been produced about the history of the Olympics. And then mm -hmm. the whole thing about the torch. And I didn't know that they, like, this was totally new to me. And I was sharing it with my kids while I was watching this. I'm like, hey, come come here. Look at this. Watch this. This is really interesting. And see, they started in Greece and they used to walk, they used to do all the, the games naked. And <laughs> they didn't talk about it in the video that I was looking at, but I, I mentioned it because I remembered hearing that before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they did that, but. <laughs> the well, men. I think in ancient Greece, they probably did a lot more things naked than we yes, do Yes, I public. think they did. But I mean, like the run and they can't be comfortable <laughs> but what do I know <laughs> anyway oh my. Oh, there's a moment um, <laughs> anyway so um, I was watching though the, the like the history of the of the torch like the the carrying of the torch and such and I had always thought that it lit from Greece and that it went by land the whole way. I didn't realize that they like 
it just went from Greece and then it hopped over to Great Britain. So I didn't realize they did that. I thought there was a lot more to it. But I also didn't realize that they did it for so long. Did you know it took them 70 days? They took it for 70 days around the the U.S., the U.K.? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I just read that. That's amazing. 70 days, they covered, they came within, they said, they came within, was it 100 miles? Or with, no, maybe it was one hour. That's what it was. They came within one hour of like 99% or 98, some 90%, 95% something of the UK, of people, wow. of people in the UK. So they came within an hour of basically almost everybody in the UK. And um, and they traveled around and then they're talking about how it was all about spreading the the peace and love and you know the the whole theme of the olympic spirit yeah and everything and getting the country all jazzed up and there were eight thousand people that did this i was like holy cow i had no idea there were that many i was like whoa so i'm sharing it with my kids and they're like yeah whatever (laughs) i'm like it's exciting to me (laughs) i know this is what i would get so excited about something i'd be all cheering and danielle's like what I like, know. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's just so interesting. This is awesome. <laughs> like, well, I'm setting a good example. Exactly. <laughs> so I was having fun with that to this week, and and then you know, and and I did the coloring book with my kids too. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna actually put together some stuff. So I did it, and Tieran was coloring. I got a really cute picture of him coloring before the Olympics, and both of the kids were like, "When's it starting? When's it starting?" And they were bugging me about it. They got really excited about it. And then Tyrion like kept pulling the flag mat, flag thing out. He's like, "Okay, t- tell me when the first country gets out." And I'm like, "You got a ways still, honey." And that too, she was the same way. And I'm like, "Honey, you're gonna know when the Parade of Nations yeah, starts." It doesn't start for a little while still. <laughs> and then, um, oh my gosh, it was so funny though. Well, they both pooped out on the flags pretty early. Um, Tyrion real early I was I had to help him um and then Maven by the mid bees I don't think we were in the middle of the bees yet and she was like yeah this is too much work <laughs> she put it aside I'm like yeah whatever but um and Maven actually like fell asleep and like went to bed like an hour before it ended but oh Tyrion, so she missed Paul McCartney yeah well she wouldn't have cared <laughs> she wouldn't have gotten that but um yeah and uh Tyrion stayed up for like the whole thing and was totally fascinated with it and then the next morning he goes that was the best thing I ever saw in my life. Awesome. <laughs> it was so cute. He was so into it and wide awake watching it. And he's like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> so cute. And we're explaining, you know, okay, so this is, they're going through time and they're showing how it's like, you know, a farming community. And then now it's, now it's the city. Uh, now it's the um, industrial time with the factories and stuff. And like, it looks very, the costumes look very Les Mis. So I was pointing out, like, it wasn't quite the same era, obviously that was later, but it still kind of had that feel of with the, with the working people and everything like, Mm -hmm. is like french revolution people but wrong wrong area but still it's it gave that feel right right. (laughs) and then and then they jumped i was like what the heck was that about yeah (laughs) and becky and i are texting the whole time going wait a minute what was that (laughs) (laughs) what's going on (laughs) oh and then the most exciting part i think was like within the very first or maybe it was the second Commercial no, was, break? I think it was the first one. Was it the first commercial break? Yes, I think Maven's it was. commercial played like the second or third commercial. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's like ECU. Wait, everybody come in here and watch. <laughs> so that was really, really exciting. And, and, then every, and then I'm like, did you see? I'm like, Maven, I didn't have time to type it all out. So I'm like, Maven, you're like, what? <laughs> what did she do? Like, <laughs> like the commercial. <laughs> did you guys notice her right away? Um. Yeah, right after you texted, it was like, oh, yeah. oh that there is her. Is. And so yeah. I pointed her out to the kids. I'm like, look, blue dress. See? So that was really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. So so that was exciting with the Olympics and everything. And um, um, But then the rest of the week, well, beforehand, before the Olympics, <laughs> has been just, I have been planning like a mad woman. I'm like going nuts and it's fun. I'm really actually enjoying it. I don't, I've never planned to this degree before. I've never worked this hard at it. So I actually posted on, I think I mentioned before that I have a section of of Homeschool Realm that I'm posting all my 2012-2013 school year plans as Mm -hmm. I'm figuring it out. And and I actually made a spreadsheet and made it public so people can check it out if they want to, if they're curious to see some of the resources that I'm finding. And I'm having a blast with it. I actually decided upon, I think I may have mentioned this before, um, using the... um, well, I'll go into it more, actually, when we talk about that later, actually, now that I think about it, I should wait. 
<laughs> Don't want to talk about it all right now. Stay but anyway, <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for later in the show. Um, but uh, God, jet planes going overhead, <laughs> like <laughs> fighter jets. Um, anyway, um, uh, and the other thing that happened was that um, I got a copy of a weekly homeschool planner from homeschoolcreations.com, and that was really exciting. I was so excited to check that out. I have not had a time had time to fully. Like, I've gone through it a bunch of times and looked at it and trying to think of how I could use this. Because it's always hard when you have something that somebody else put together, I think. Because mm-hmm. I always end up tweaking it. And then sometimes it ends up being like, oh, this isn't even worth because I'm going to have to tweak so much, you know. So I haven't decided yet. I will definitely do a full review on that once I get a chance to go through it. But I think I'm, it's actually going to be usable. F- um, it's really well put together. I really like it a lot. And some of the individual pages, even if yeah. you can't, you know, like... I'm not going to use all of it. That's for sure. I don't right. Have Some of the individual one. pages though are awesome and would yeah. make great additions to the planning binder. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I saw a lot of it that I was like, "Oh, yeah, I can make I can make this work." And then I went onto her website. Have you been onto that website, Homeschool Creations? Yes. Oh my gosh, there is some cool stuff on there. Yes. She goes into a lot of details about how she put together her binder and stuff. So I was actually going, hmm, "Let me see if there's some ideas in here that I could use." So. I got a lot more thinking to do on that. I bought myself a binder this week too. That was one Yay. of the exciting things. I got it on clearance at Target. Who knew? Nice. <laughs> like a three dollar binder. I'm like, yay! <laughs> but um, so I'm all excited to start off the year with a fresh new binder. And then the other thing that came to us this week was um, <laughs> you were actually talking about this this book, Discovering Great Artists. Yes. By Marianne Cole, and I said we should ask her if she, if she'd like to give us a review copy and then I I was like looked on her website and she have has that and another um, art book for uh, Great American Artists for Kids book um, that's an ebook form and I'm like I bet she would so I emailed her and like 20 minutes later I got an email back saying yes <laughs> I was like yay so we're going to do a really thorough thorough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, we're going to do a thorough um, review on those at some point. Uh, After once we've, we've got gotten a chance, a chance to, really to, get use, to use them. Yes, because that's one of those things that we really have to dig into and actually experience. But there's some really cool stuff in there from what I can see so far. I'm really, really excited to check it out. It's got all kinds of activities that you can do with your kids um, surrounding different um, famous artists. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. It seems really cool. And let's see what else. Oh, Maven's going Toontown crazy again. Did you guys ever play Toontown? No. Oh, they. Sh- we all got into it at one point, and she just recently decided she wants to play it again, so we actually unsubscribed from another game that she pays for with her allowance and subscribed to this one. And um, so now she's cleaning like crazy to earn time, <laughs> which is wonderful. <laughs> so she's like... Um, what can I do? What can I do? <laughs> She's all the laundry is like, I can't even, there's hardly ever, ever anything in the dirty laundry these days. I'm like, you are doing full loads, right? Not like two pieces. And there's like, yes, yes. <laughs> Apparently we produce a lot of dirty laundry, but then she's like unloading the dishwasher and putting all kinds of stuff away. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm all for Toontown. <laughs> yeah. If it gets them to do that, yeah, sure. Why not? Absolutely. Plus she pays for it herself. So she does. She pays for it with her allowance. So, um, and then, um, just, was it today? Actually, It was this morning. Yes. Was it this morning? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Time just kind of runs together. Just today I was reading this book, um, by Dave Jackson, who I've mentioned before from the school of podcasting. And he has a book called, um, more podcast money. And I was reading it and it mentioned this website called flatter, F L A T T R.com. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, long story short, it's this really cool website where you can put these buttons on your site. And I have it put on now. The button is up on every post and page on SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And if you click on it, it'll take you to the website and you can create an account for yourself. And if <clears throat> if you if you would like to donate, to flatter us, to donate 
a certain amount of money to us. So um, the idea being that you enjoy what you know, whatever the content out, is out there, blogs or podcasts or whatever that that um, that you can thank people by, you know, dollar here and a dollar there and that kind of thing. And it just sounded really really cool. Um, and you can like set it up. You set it up so it's like you say, oh, I want to give you know five dollars a month or something or whatever you want to give across the board to to everybody and then you every time you click on something um it divides up that amount so like say you say you wanted to give five dollars a month and then during the month you clicked on five sites so at the end of the month each site gets a dollar so it divides it up by however many places that you clicked on so Anyway, I thought, cool. yeah, I thought it was very cool. And apparently it's not really well known in America yet, he said. It's very big in Europe. So um, so most people probably haven't even heard of it. Um, so I was like, what the heck? You know, it's not going to hurt to put up the buttons. You might as well give it a try. And, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it also is, there's a integration with, um, with um, why do I always forget the name of, Instagram. That's the name. I always forget that name for some reason. There's an integration with Instagram too. So then Becky and I were talking about this and now we've decided we need to do an Instagram account, not because of flatter, but because it sounds fun. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. We'll give you a link to that once we have that. Um, so anyway, that was kind of fun. I was having fun with that today, setting that up. And, and then I also put up all of our um, current affiliate links in the sidebar of our website. So yes. that is cool. So if you guys want to help support us, and we uh, <clears throat> put up a PayPal sub, uh, donation button as well. Yes. I thought that would be fun. had a lot of fun with that, actually. So if you do <laughs> donate, you get to see a fun little pay- thank you page afterwards. You, we'll just leave it as a mystery until you get to see it. Yes. <laughs> you have Make to a donation donate. and you get to see. <laughs> you get to see our fun little thank you page. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you can donate whatever amount. You get to choose whatever amount. So. I think, do, what did we end up naming it? We were going back and forth trying I to come up with I think we named it Mochas name. for Moms. Mochas for Moms, because we both like mochas, so. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a mama mocha. Didn't quite fit. It was a little long. It was too big, though. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, very sad. So, anyway, and then you posted a really cool graphic this week that I was thinking about um, mentioning also that was really cute that had... Um, a, it was like a little graphic from, I don't even remember what site it was from, but it obviously something homeschool related that said, the idea of learning acceptable social skills in school is as absurd to me as learning nutrition from a grocery store, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Absolutely true. Yes, I think so. I had to think on that for a little while. <laughs> My husband's still going, wait, what? What's <laughs> <laughs> true, though. It is very true. There was something I wanted to mention that because you going back to you bought your binder. Yes. Oh, I wanted to point something out to people who are looking for organizational binders. Uh-huh. And first off, uh, sorry, Mead, but um, what I would do is wait until they go on clearance because they're rather yeah. expensive. Yeah. But there is from Mead Products Five Star Flex Hybrid Note Binder. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. I've probably seen it, but I don't know what it's called. It is this absolutely fantastic product. It's three ring bound, but it's soft, like it's mm-hmm. like flexible, and you can add folders to it. You can. It comes with lined paper in it, and it's really awesome for because it's it's um, flexible. It, you can. Oh, yeah. And so um, I have I have one that I got on clearance last year. I need to get two more to replace the rest of my hard binders with, but they are absolutely fantastic for organizational binders oh cool yeah i got Uh, one that was was is kind of soft too it's not totally soft but it's kind of soft yeah i i cannot say enough good things about these hybrid note binders cool so i will add those as well to the show notes so that you guys can check them out and see what you think of them but for organizational purposes they can't be beat right yeah i'm trying to remember the name of the binder that I got was really cool too because it, it came with dividers and it came with a little um, it's got pockets on the inside covers and it's got a little and it's got a little snap shut oh I don't know how you, like it's like a like a little purse thing it's not purse but it's for papers but mm-hmm. it's like a it's attached to the I mean it's a three hole punch little pocket thing with a with a flap that comes down and snaps closed so and that came with it, and that was oh, like, oh, that's awesome. for 
three bucks. So That's not too there. bad for three bucks right yeah, there. Yeah, and a ruler, too. It comes with a little binder ruler, too. But I can't find anywhere in here what the name of the company is. That's weird that they don't advertise it. I mean, obviously it was on the wrapping when I bought it, but I ripped that off. And and it has a little sheet slide, you know, you slide a little sheet into the front so I can personalize it as well. Oh, that's nice. I like those kind of things, too, where yeah. you can make it more personal. Yeah. If you look at the pictures of my binder, I've got a picture of Timmy the monkey, or I've got a sticker of Timmy the monkey from thinkgeek.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cute. And I have like a little pink pirate thing on there. <laughs> oh, this is cute. I'm looking at the link now. This is really cute. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, I like that. I may end up needing more than one, too, because I was thinking this one might not be thick enough. So, Yeah, I, I, try, to, I try to keep it all separate, so I have three binders for mine. So, Okay. <laughs> so, and now a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page. The homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVY for free shipping on your next order. Why don't we talk about our iTunes yeah, reviews and then that. we can move on to the next thing. So we got two great new iTunes reviews yes. this week. Um, the first one is from Alyssa's mom. I have really enjoyed listening to this podcast. I learned so much from, this, from the Savvy Homeschool Moms in such a short time. There is so much information in every episode. Thanks, moms. Well, you are welcome, <laughs> yes, Alyssa's mom. Yes, very exciting. And Sarah from Minnesota says, I am new to homeschooling and have recently found this podcast. I have so enjoyed hearing from the two moms who do things differently and are both successful. It, it gives me hope. I have twin three-and-a-half-year-old three-and-a-half-year-olds and a one-and-a-half-year-old, one so I am trying to absorb as much as I can before I need to start planning things for my kids. Thank you for sharing helpful resources and giving practical, real-world advice for secular homeschooling. I have listened to all of your podcasts and can't wait for each new episode. Yay! Thank you. Well, thank you, you Sarah. That's awesome. It's always exciting to hear. Definitely. So keep them coming. <laughs> Yay! We love yes. reviews. <laughs> We love to hear it. Give it. We say, oh, go on. No, I mean, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Tell, tell me more, more about me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So on to our subject of yes. the day. The subject of the day. What are we doing to prepare for the 2012-2013 school year? Take it away, Becky. <laughs> okay. Well, um... As you may have heard, we have a new sponsor here at Savvy Homeschool Moms, and that is Moving Beyond the Page, which is the curriculum that I use with my daughter. And I am so excited because we got our fall curriculum in the mail the other day. I love the smell of new curriculum in the morning. Uh, so we got the um, ages 8 to 10 um, package. And I'm so excited because Danielle's going to be reading The Little House in the Big Woods. Oh, yay. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, oh, which, yay. yes, I know, it's all just a huge Christian allegory, but it's still a really freaking awesome story. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be reading The Rats of Nim. Oh, I love those. Do you know that they're sequels? Yes, I do. Mm, they're good, too. All of which were books that I, and those are just three of the many, many, many yeah. fantastic books that she's going to be reading this, this year. But um, She hasn't read any of those yet? None of those, no. Ooh, fun. <laughs> so I am so excited about reading those books. Yeah. And um, I've... When I was looking at the curriculum, I could have gone with the 9 to 11, but I really wanted her to read those books. <laughs> yeah. And I, with this curriculum, I really don't feel like I have to rush her. Like, I have to, like, smush her through the ages really fast because um, the ages are kind of arbitrary. Right. And um, the moving through it at, you know, exactly the pace that it's printed at seems to work just fine. Right. As well as... Um, I'm not just excited about reading the books, but we got these fantastic science kits from them. Um, oh. Materials to study force and power, electricity, and simple machines, all with hands-on activities. Wow. Is that something that was part of your kit before? Uh, yes. Oh, it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, last year, or this, this past year, we, did, we dissected an owl pellet. Oh, we, yeah. We raised butterflies. 
Um, we did several things, um, just like the, the, the curriculum has science kits that go along with the mm-hmm. curriculum. You can purchase the curriculum without the science kits, but it's much easier if you just get the science kits to go with them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always tons of fun. And what's really cool about it is, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I'll mention again, the social studies and the science go along with the literature. Mm-hmm. So let's say when we were reading about Charlotte's Web. When we were reading about Charlotte's Web, we actually did research projects about spiders and we learned about pigs and all sorts of things like that. So it all fits together. So when they're doing the science projects about, um, say, electricity, it's going to be because we're reading something that's about electricity. Ah. So it fits together. What was going to go with Little House in the Big Woods? That should be interesting. I'm not sure yet. I haven't. I actually mm-hmm. I unloaded the box and I put everything away in the appropriate cabinet, but I haven't actually flipped through any of it yet. I really need to sit down and start going through it. But I've just been so busy this week yeah. with you know. I, I I need planning. I have to do planning and. Yep. Um, since that's already planned and squared away, then I have to set it aside while I plan and square away the rest of it. So also, as Tina mentioned, um, we got the Discovering Great Artists by Marianne Cole. So this year, finally, I get to incorporate art history, which is what I've really wanted to be doing all along because Danielle is uh, an artist and um, she really enjoys art. And so I've really been wanting to do art history with the kids, but it's been so difficult because you spend so much time when you're in a charter or wherever, you spend so much time trying to cram all the stuff into their brains yeah. so they can pass the star test mm. that it's, you sort of miss out on some of the other fun things that you can be doing. So I'm really excited this year about that. Um, and I love the, um, I was looking through the, the file and um, I love that what, for Da Vinci, Mm-hmm. You f- you find something around your house that you're allowed to by your parents. You find something to take I apart yeah. and sketch. Yeah, that was, was like, like the the one that had the picture of the chair ladder. Uh, no, it's only the one. Had a, no, it had a cassette tape on it. Oh, it was a different one. I saw one that had a picture of a chair ladder. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so awesome. And like you like Andy Warhol to to do Andy Warhol, you take the pictures of different pictures of yourself and put Ooh. it together. You know, like they did with the the Marilyn Monroe pictures and stuff. Right. So all of that sounds like so much yeah. fun, and especially easy to do nowadays with great iPhone apps and exactly to take pictures. Exactly. And then for math, I think we're going to go ahead and, and start out with Math Mammoth and see how that goes Yay. for us. Um, I'm not 100% sure yet, but um, it looks good, so we'll yeah. see. And then um, for Jack Jack, we're going to, for Language Arts, we're going to continue on with ex- uh, Explode the Code, which is what he's been working on. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, cool. we're borrowing teacher child to read in 100 easy lessons from you. Yay! <laughs> so yep, We're done with it. <laughs> that should be fun. And then I also have the, do you ever see the Draw Right Now books? Yes, I have. I have uh, three or four of those. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to get him interested in those. Yeah. We shall see how it goes. <laughs> I'm not super, 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 you know, uh, attached to the idea that he's got to learn perfect penmanship right at the moment. Right. Uh, well, and there is there is writing in the Teacher's Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. They, they practice writing um, letters. Excellent, excellent. So that is in there. I didn't use it with Tiern. I used it with Maven. I didn't use it with Tiern because I, I really liked the um, handwriting without tears. Mm-hmm. And we had gotten one of the workbooks from the school. We can get, you know, whatever level we need from the school. So, um, and he actually did kindergarten and first grade last year. He went through them both. And um, it has a different technique. So I didn't want to confuse him. So I just skipped yeah. the writing from that. But if you don't have another thing that, you know, it's right there and tells you, you, you can just do it on, well, you can do it on paper if you want. I think we ended up a lot of times doing it on a dry erase board. Like, you know, you can buy them now, like at Target in the dollar section. Although oh, I yeah. Think they might be $2. The ones with the lines, the little dry erase boards with the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we that, have those. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of those too. I keep stocking up on them because they they wear out pretty. They don't last very long. <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you expect for a buck? Or maybe it was the two fifty one. Yeah, I think they're two fifty, but yeah. I think they're worth it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then I still don't have uh, Jack Jack Science. I don't have that um, button down yet, and I don't know what I'm doing for uh, for them for history. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the the. Moving beyond the page doesn't actually have history. Well, it has it, history. It does. Doing, it, it has yeah. social studies um, included in it. But I wanted to do um, something history that they're bo- they're doing together. Right. Um, I'm going to have them do the art together, and then I'm thinking I'll have them do history together because Jack yeah. Jack needs social studies of some sort as well. Right. 
<clears throat> and so <laughs> I asked Danielle the other day, I said, Danielle, if, you know, when we study history, do you want to start from ancient times and come forward, or do you want to start at modern times and go backwards? Because being a homeschooler, she can make that choice, right? Yeah. And she said, well, I think I want to start at the beginning and work our way, you know, right. forward, um, because I think that would make it better to understand things. Well, very smart kid. And then she asked me, <laughs> she goes, she goes, really, I get to make that decision? And I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that's going to be studying it, so if, you know, I'd rather work with what you're interested in as opposed sure. to, you know, just like, here, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> right. No, so absolutely. I need to hunt down a history curriculum for the two of them to do together, and I need to hunt down some science for Jack. Yeah. And other than that, I think I've got pretty much everything squared away now. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, how, <laughs> so, where are you? <laughs> I actually have gotten pretty deep into it, though. I'm pretty proud of how far I've gotten. And each thing that I'm finding is leading to yet another thing. So, mm-hmm. But before I forget, I wanted to mention, because you were talking about ancient times and such, um, I have a section on um, homeschoolrealm.com where I put a bunch of Charlotte Mason references, which would probably still be fine for you guys, because um, it's good quality reading stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really all it means is it's good quality reading. Um, and uh, and it goes back to, like, if you guys wanted to do, like, ancient, like, if you want to do evolution, and if you want to do, we did we did evolution and we did creation stories from around the world, and we did them all kind of in conjunction with each other. And we made a timeline. And uh, it was really, really cool. <laughs> we mm-hmm. like, ended up making this really neat timeline on the wall. Although we didn't end up filling it in like I had expected. But anyway, so there's all kinds of resources. I actually at one point was obsessing on that time period because I was doing it with Maven and through ancient times. So I have a bunch of resources on there for mm-hmm. that time period. So if you guys are going back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all kinds of cool cool books in that list. Awesome. But anyway, um uh, where am I at? Oh, yes. Um, I am using <laughs> the Usborne Encyclopedia of World History as our spine. So since we've done ancient times, well, Tyrion not so much, but Maven's done ancient times for quite a while. We actually stayed in the ancient times for years because <laughs> she really liked like ancient Egypt and all that. And um, we did Story of the World for a while. And we would keep like go- starting and getting to a certain point and then stopping for a while and then having to go back to remember what we had learned. So we did it for quite a while. So I'm not going back to ancient times again at this point. I'm going to go back again eventually for Tyrion. But right now we're just going to keep moving forward. And, um, and so we're going to start in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually left off in like the 1700s, but I'm going to recash some of that stuff because it was all brand new to Maven and Tyrion last year. So I'm going to rehash some of the 1500s. We're going to go back to Columbus and we're going to go back to, you know, um, the early explorers and all that stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. starting with um, the section in the ins- the Usborne Encyclopedia of World History has it divided into five time periods. So it's, it's almost the same as the um, story of the world has it divided in, has all of time in four time periods. Um, and this one is almost the same, except they have a prehistory on the beginning. So, so this book has prehistory and then it has ancient and then it has early modern. No, that's not right. Middle ages, early modern and modern. Um, but they'd word it a little bit differently. The, the one that we're going to do is called the last 500 years. So we're not going to do all of it. But we're going to start with like the 1500s with the early explorers. So we get to do Columbus and Magellan and DeSoto and all that again. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun because we didn't really cover it to any deep length. We did cover it last year, but we didn't cover it as much as I... Like, I'm really going to get into some of the fun stuff that we've been talking about. <laughs> I'm like, I am determined to put more fun into our curriculum this year. <laughs> so we're going to do projects and we're going to do fun stuff. We'll see We'll see how far I... I anything at this point actually would be... Um, a really good enhancement. I mean, they did all kinds of cool stuff from from the uh, the classes that they took at Eleanor Roosevelt. But I want to do more fun stuff at home too. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so I took that book and I wrote out on my spreadsheet each of the two page spreads. Um, so I put I made a social studies section on my spreadsheet. And I did to- by topic. So the first topic is early explorers. And then the next one is the Ottoman Empire, which goes into um, Turkey um, in from like 1500s and on. And then the Mughal Empire, which is in, in uh, like the 1500s in India. 
and um, and then the Reformation in Europe. So we're going to cover each one of those at, like separate weeks. And I figure we'll either do a week of it or we'll just keep going. If they're into it, I'm going to keep going. I yeah. don't care how far we get, honestly. I'm, if they're into it, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. So I'm just pulling resources to add into those time periods. So I started with Googling, and then I realized I've got these great resources. I need to make use of them. So I actually decided to... Um, actually use discoveryeducation.com this year because <laughs> I get a free membership from my charter school. And they, I know. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they have, well, they have all kinds of curriculum resources in there, but so far I haven't really found, I haven't really dug into that. All I really use it for right now, and I, and I probably will dig deeper into it, um, but they have all kinds of web or, or they have all kinds of streaming videos. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can talk. Um, they have all kinds of streaming videos because it is the Discovery Channel. Um, so, and and you can save, like, you create a um, an account for each of your kids. You can ca- create an account for each of your students, and um, and then you have a contents folder. And as I'm finding videos, I stick them into folders. So I'm making folders for each subject. So I have a folder for early ex- for explorers, and I have a folder for the Ottoman Empire and for the Mughal Empire. And um, and as I find, I'm actually finding videos on these topics, and I'm sticking them in there so we can go. I don't know how good all of them are. I've kind of looked at some of them, and they seem to be pretty good. There's a couple that I was kind of like, eh, they're not going to like that one. But some of you know, it's the Discovery Channel. They they have good videos. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of them are really good. So I'm going to go and uh, we're going to go through through that way. We're going to have the videos. And then um, and then I'm also looking at the just the library website. I have found so much on our library's website. Yes. And I and did you know that you have the option of just putting books on a list there and not necessarily ordering them? Yes. I have never used that. I mean, I knew it was there, but I never used it before. And now I've already got a hundred books on my list at this point. So you could like put them on your list. And then when you're ready to order them, click order. Or yeah, I don't usually do that for regular books, but I do do it for Kindle books. Um, I have a, I have an entire running list of things I want to read on my Kindle, but because mm-hmm. I have like 130 books on my Kindle right at the moment that need to be read. <laughs> I don't, I don't check any all? out of the library. Yeah, no, right. It's terrible. <laughs> Um, I don't check any out of the library until I'm going to read it that moment because you only got it for three weeks, which right. uh, with the way my schedule goes, either I'm going to read it in three days or I'm going to take the entire three weeks. That's right. There's never any in between. And um, so I use that list to keep track of the things I want to read on my Kindle, but I don't want to check out right at the moment. Right. Yeah, that's what I've been using. So I'm, I'm like putting all the books that I, I don't want to forget about. So I'm using that um, except for the ones that they don't have. The ones that they don't have, I'm sticking on Goodreads. Um, I have a folder that or a shelf on Goodreads. They have shelves because if I if there's books I can't find in that library, I look on I look on the the Fresno Library website, and if they don't have it there, which they usually do, but if they don't have it there, I look on the ERS library, which is the Tulare County um, Teachers Library, which actually has a, a oftentimes they'll have it if the li- the Fresno Library doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll both have it. And if they have it there, then I put it, they have a, a similar thing. They have, a, it's like called a book bag. You stick it in your book bag and you don't have to actually order your book bag until, you know, order the things in your book bag until you're ready. And um, so I'm sticking them on there and just putting them on hold and I'm typing up the titles in my spreadsheet so I don't forget what they are because I don't want to have to go through this research again. Right. <laughs> and um, and then as I was doing that, like it started with just searching on there, but then some of the topics are a little bit more obscure and a little bit harder to find stuff on. So I actually just go on Amazon on and I just start googling on it googling you don't google on Amazon (laughs) you start Amazoning yeah yeah. so you search on Amazon and you know they have that great feature where they'll say other people people who bought this also bought this I'm finding like and I'm finding books that I didn't know was in a series I have found several amazing series of books and there's a couple of them that I actually knew about but I didn't know that like like for example the the uh what's it called let me find out what it's called here the um, getting to know the world's greatest artists series, which you said that you had one of them in your yes. um, in your package yes. from Monet on the page, yeah. Um, and we, I've seen them before, and I've looked through them, and I've read them to my kids. I've gotten them from the library before, and they're. If you, we'll put the links in the show notes, but if you, most of you guys have probably all seen this before because they're really well known. I didn't realize they also have a series on scientists Mm -hmm. they have a series on composers and they have a series on the the u.s presidents 
So I'm like, oh, score. So I'm just ordering everything within the time period and I'm plugging it in to each time period. So I'm like, okay, when we're doing Elizabethan England, all right, we're going to do, you know, there's a, there's a, um, finding all the artists from Elizabethan England and putting those on the list. And, you know, I'm just, and I'm plugging in the scientists. I'm like, okay, we're going to be going through the time period. Okay, we can do Da Vinci and Galileo and we can do Copernicus and we can do Newton and we can do Frank. Like, I'm all over the thing here. (laughs) <laughs> remind uh, remind me that when you do Galileo, we have a replica Galileo scope. Ooh, neat! The kids uh, built it last year. Awesome! Um, and it is um, an, a replica of the type of telescope that Galileo used. Ooh, neat! That sounds really cool. Um, so anyway, well, but that's what I've been doing, and it's been taking me hours and hours and hours, of course. But I'm having fun with it, and as I f- keep finding more series i'm getting like all excited i'm like oh my gosh I found, <laughs> there's a couple of different series that i found that i had never heard of and um and i like i we had read i'm trying to look for a lot of um historical fiction also because i think i find maven really enjoys historical fiction we did a lot of historical fiction last year and we'll probably we may reread some of the books this next year because Tyrion hasn't heard them although if it's totally boring maven i'm not going to but maybe i'll just read it off to him on the side but like when we did the pilgrims last year i found like three different books that were from the perspective of pilgrims that was like children on the mayflower two of them were children on the mayflower and then there was one that was a child who was um, a princess from the native tribe in the area who met the pilgrims so and they're actual real stories too well, i mean they're not true stories or you know their historical fiction but they're based on an actual real person so mm-hmm. um I, it really seemed to bring the time to life for us so um i think maven and i both equally enjoyed them too so there's like the dear america series i think had the pilgrims and then the um there's one that's like royal oh i can't remember what it's called i'll look it up and put it in the notes but um there's this the series that had this wheat wheato or i can't remember the name of the girl but um the Indian Native American princess. Um, there's a whole series that's just princesses from all these different. And oh, yes. Read, read I've one seen that India. one. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and it's really because we were reading one and then the next one. And so you get to see from the perspective of the pilgrims and then you skip over, you know, then you're when you're done with that, you're now reading about the perspective of the Native Americans. And it's, some of the characters even kind of overlapped, although the kids didn't. But um, so it was like, wow, this is really interesting to see how differently that they saw things. And, mm-hmm. So I want to do more of that if I can. So, so far I'm finding some some series that look like they may have some potential. So we'll see. And I'm trying to go all over the world, too, and not stick with just American history. So I, like, pulled up India. I, I, there's one book. Jahanara is the princess book um, that we read about India. At the same time as the pilgrims in the 1600s, early 1600s, Jahanara is back in India at the same time. In the same time period, this is what was happening in India. So we read that at the same time. So we're, I think we'll read that. Either we'll read it again or we will, um, or I'll just read it to Tyrion or maybe we'll skim it. I don't know. Um, but we read that last year and it was really good. Um, and then I found there's this whole series called The Thinking Girl's Treasury. Have you heard of these? I haven't. There's The Thinking Girl's Treasury of Real Princesses. And then there's The Thinking Girl's Treasury of, what is it called? Dastardly Dames. Ooh. So it's women in history, and so obviously the princesses are real princesses, and dastardly dames are people who've done pretty horrendous things, um, <laughs> so, you know, like Bloody Mary and stuff. Um, but it's you know it's interesting to learn about, and um, we'll see. I'm hoping since they're kids' books that they won't get too graphic, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, and I'll play it by ear. I've done that a lot, where I'll just, oh, I'm going to skip this part. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll say, she did some really bad stuff. <laughs> Gordon, yeah, she did yeah. really bad stuff, we and they weren't quite sure it. if she really did it or not, and yeah. Let's not talk about the actual gory details of it, but uh, especially for my seven-year-old, but Maven could probably handle a lot more, but... So anyway, oh, and then the You Wouldn't Want to Be series. Have you seen those? You had to have seen those. You wouldn't uh, want to be an American colonist. You wouldn't want to oh, be. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. There's that whole series. That's really cool. And it's like a cartoon format. It's really cute. And then there's the If You Lived at the Time of series. Right. So that's really good, too. If You Lived at the Time of the American Revolution. Um, and let's see. If You Lived at the Time of the Civil War. I don't know that we're going to get to the Civil War. 
because that I'm, I think I'm, I'm I'm I put the time span of like 1500s to 1800s, and I'm going. That's a lot of time for a year. I don't know that we're going to get to all that. Yeah, that's so a, that's a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah, so we I think we're just going to start at the 1500s, and then we'll just go until we go. You know, get to as far as we get. And there's I don't have a cutoff at the end of the year. It doesn't matter. We'll just keep going. So, um, but, oh my gosh, I am finding so many cool things. And then, oh, and then I found this timeline. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. I um, was trying to find a timeline because like I had mentioned before, I'm trying to plug in the, the music and the musicians, the art and the artists, the science and the scientists of the time. And um, and I was trying to figure out how to do, and then actually I discovered also that I want to try and in- insert more women into there too because a lot of the stuff doesn't include the women so mm-hmm. I want to try and you know wherever we're not talking a lot about the what women had contributed at the time I want to try and plug them in there too um, so I found a, a two two websites and I'll put them in the notes one that's a timeline that, that has like all of time and I would learn about a subject in one of the books that I found that was in the um, like I'd read about a, a person and I'd be like ooh this looks like a really good book is this is the time period so I'll go and I'll plug that keyword or the name of the person into this timeline it's this timeline website uh where is it um timelineindex.com and um and i would see were they you know between the 1500s and the 1800s did they live during that time because they're if they're in the 1900s we're not doing the 1900s yet (laughs) (laughs) and like i said i don't think we're gonna get to the 1800s either honestly um i'd be surprised if we got that far but and then um so, um, and, you know, if they were in that time period, then I plug them into my spreadsheet and then I go look, then I go search for them on those other websites and I find books. So I'm just finding good books here and there and then I'm finding videos to go with it. And later I'm going to go to Netflix, but um, I don't want to, like I have my Netflix queue that's full of all just random stuff. I don't know how I would sort out the homeschool stuff. So there's not really any way for me to keep track of the school stuff there. So and if I can find the website... I mean, the video on Discovery Education, I'm thinking that would be better because I can actually just save that video right. there and, you know, keep it separate. Otherwise, I'm going to have to write it on paper or put it in a... I guess I could just put it in the spreadsheet as well, but I, it's easier when you can save it on the website, too, so you don't forget. But um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing. I'm just filling... And as I'm going, I just keep filling in the titles of these of these books that I'm finding. And then I've also found some other websites that have book lists of recommended books. And so it's a little bit harder going through the book list because I'm I'm looking for specific time periods and sometimes they have them divided out by time period, but some of them don't. Right. So I'm kind of, you know, if I, if I'm, if I'm at a time period, cause I'm going by this, you know, the encyclopedia of world history, it, the time periods in there. And um, if I'm at a time period where I'm not finding anything, then I, try to dig harder go through google and you know um but i'm finding that if i just like read like i didn't even know like there was this this section called catholics and protestants and as i went through the encyclopedia and was looking on the page to see what is the specifics what is it they're talking about here it said 1500 to 1600 then i finally realized they're talking about the reformation so um then I could plug in the Reformation and I could find stuff. And I looked right. specifically up. They said that they were talking a little bit about Martin, Martin Luther and about uh, John Calvin. And so I was Googling those names and I'm finding stuff now. So that was helping me to find stuff. And I found some books that are that I had never heard of before that are historical fiction that look really good. And um, like The Hawk That Dare Not Hunt by Day. It's Scott O'Dell. Have you heard of that one? Uh-uh. That one is... Um, a boy, title. yeah, the hawk that dare not hunt by day, and it's—I uh, don't remember the details, but it has to do with a boy in at the time of Martin Luther. I think Martin Luther—I think that's the one where Martin Luther. There's a, found a couple different books, so I may be getting a mixed up, where Martin Luther is his master or something like he's like a servant or something mm-hmm. of Martin Luther, but I'm not positive on that. But anyway, I put it in the time period as the Reformation because that's a book that apparently is during that time period. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just finding all these really cool books. <laughs> there's like there's a couple of them that were pop up books that look really good, and they got fabulous reviews on on I love pop-up on books. Amazon. I know they were like like the flaps and the little things you pull stuff out of, and they had them at the library. So we'll see what <laughs> shape they're in. But right. <laughs> but they had a bunch of those. They had one about William Shakespeare. So that's going to be exciting. And I know that there's a bazillion things about Shakespeare. And then for like the composers, oh my gosh, there's so many cool things. You know about um, um, 
Beethoven's Wig series, right? Yeah, yeah. Love Beethoven's Wig. But then there's that series, I'm sure you've probably heard of, um, like, uh, Beethoven Lives Upstairs. Have you seen that? There's a CD with stories, and then there's a DVD as well. Well, they also have Mozart, they have Bach, they have Handel, and they have Vivaldi. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then Tchaikovsky as well. So they have, uh, most of them don't have DVDs. I think there's only one or two that actually have DVDs. The rest of them are stories on CD with the music in the background, and it's supposed to be, like, teaching kids about that time period in a fun way with the music in the background of the actual person that you're talking about. So I haven't actually listened to any of those. I think I did see Beethoven lives upstairs though. The actual video. I think we did watch that and I remember it being good. Um, so I've got that on hold at the, not on hold, but on my list at the library as well to Mm -hmm. watch that again. Um, so that's really cool. And, um, and then I found this website that has, um, it's all about, um, great American it's greatwomen.org and it's um it's all about great American women and so as I'm going through these time periods I'm finding Susan B. Anthony and uh Jane Addams Clara Barton you know the, there's all these people that well some of them I actually got out of that book that you had recommended me the 50 American heroes I just added I just added that to our show notes because I was going to mention it again <laughs> because yeah. you were saying that there wasn't enough stuff about out there about, about women that. right and um the 50 American heroes every kid should meet has a great I mean a great amount of women as well as men in it. Yeah, I noticed that. It's got some people I'd never heard of. Right, and it's got, you know, people of color. It's, it's got everything. Right, that's it, the other thing that I, I'm going to next look for is make sure to sprinkle in lots of um, of people of color as well because they, they're often missing from the history books as well. And the awesome thing about that book, if I can just mention it really fast, sure. is that they have modern people in there too. Bill Cosby's in there. I and know. um the, the guy who played Superman is in there and Christopher that Reeve, kind of thing. Yeah. Christopher Reeve, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of his name all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> uh, the guy who played Superman. Yeah. Um, so it's not I'm just at it right now. <laughs> people that are so far past that, right. you know, they don't, the kids can't even like fathom who they are. I mean, there's people that they see on TV now that yeah. are in that book and it's yeah. fantastic. I totally, they have artists totally... in here and, and musicians and, and, and um, Walt Disney's in here. Mm-hmm. Um, in, and they have inventors. I love, they have John Muir. I don't even. Oh, Yo-Yo Ma is in here. I didn't even yeah. notice that. It's awesome. So it's an excellent book. Yeah, it's really good. And I'm thinking I might even want to get a copy of it because this is the kind of book that's kind of more of a reference book. Yes. Not that you really just sit and read. It's kind of more like the Usborne books. They're they're not really the kind of books like this World Encyclopedia. Um, I mean, Encyclopedia of World History. Um, it's not really the kind of book that you would sit and read cover to cover. But right. It's the kind of book that my kids, because I've had it out, because I'm working out of it, um, they've, both of them have been picking it up and just reading, like a page here and a page there, and like fascinated with it. Tieran was all into the dinosaur section in it. It was really, (laughs) really cool. So he was all about it. So Uh, We keep those Osborne encyclopedias, we keep several of them just around the house. The kids just pick them up and, you know, read about a topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what's great about it. it. For me, it gets kind of overwhelming. Because there's so much in there, but I can see that the kids are actually, um, you know, like they can, they can, they sit down and they just look at a page or two pages, you know, and then they stop and they move on to something else and they'll come back to it later. So I can see the benefit in that. And I'm trying to take it, take that as an example of what I could be doing too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it is, it's really good. And then I have this other book, which, um, Actually, you might be interested in this. This is from the library. I need to return it. We never did read it, but I'm going to get a copy of it for ourselves because it's in a story format. It's called Builders of the Old World. Uh huh. I think I may have mentioned it before. I'm not sure. But it's ancient times. Um, so I was going to actually read it. I might still read it to them, at least some of it. Uh, what I was thinking is, since we're not going to do ancient times, maybe I'll just read it before school starts. And Because it's like a storybook. It's, is that it's by story- Gertrude Hartman? Uh, yes, it is. Excellent. Yes, and it's... Um, we have at least one copy in our library because I'm holding it in my hand. <laughs> um, and it's really good. Somebody told me that they were using this as their spine um, and going from, you know, whatever the time period is in here and then finding extra books to add to it. But it's like it's very much like the story of the world mm-hmm. um, in this in that it's like a story uh, in a story format. And it starts with prehistory uh, and it goes through finding of the new world. So it doesn't go super late. It goes from let's see. It has. Days Before History, The Land of the Pharaohs. Ooh, they have a whole section for Egypt. Uh, Early nations in Southwest Asia. Greek cities of long ago. Rome wins and loses an empire. 
let's see, wandering tribes become nations. Oh, this is like the Moors in Spain and German tribes. Hmm, I have not read about that kind of thing. This would be really interesting. Um, new ways of living. This is the Middle Ages, middle medieval castle and stuff. And then they have foundations of freedom. What is this? This is the king must obey the law. I'm guessing this is still Europe. There's the Black Death in this. Um, the Great Awakening. Mm-hmm. Europe looks east and finding a new world. So those are the sections in this book. So it's really, it covers, it's just, it's got pictures in it. Um, simple hand, like drawn. Most of them are black and white, but some of them are in color. Simple drawings, but it's it's just looks really good. The way I started reading it, and I thought this is just worded really well. So I, I want to read this just like as a storybook to my kids. It looks really good, and I was thinking that would be really good to read that first over the summer, not like with any intentions of studying per se, just listening to a story, and then we can move on to because then it starts with the new world, which would be right where we're starting for the new school year. Excellent. So yeah, but. I didn't read it and it's due. So <laughs> so either, uh, I don't know if it's, if I can renew it again either. I may have to buy my own copy, but we'll see. It looks like a really good book worth having on our shelves though. So anyway, uh, let's see. I think that mostly covers what we're doing. Um, and like I said, I'll put the show don't put it in the show notes, the links that I'm um, posting it all on, on my website, homeschoolrealm.com. Cause I am, having a blast putting this all together. I am definitely seeing the value of having a box curriculum though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, wow. <laughs> but, um, but I really like that. I can, I can combine both of my kids. We can, they can both be learning the same things at the same time, which is why I wanted to do this. And because I haven't found a curriculum that does this, where you bring all the science, the art, the art, artists, sciences, music, and musicians into the the rest of the history. Sometimes they'll talk about like big names, but for the most part it, they seem to kind of s- most of the history books that I've read skip like the artists of the time and such. Don't usually don't even talk about the musicians. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to bring all that in. And I know our library has lots of CDs too. You can get lots of CDs from of music from around the world and such too. So I've been trying to always bring CDs home. My kids are like what is this mom? And I'm playing like African tribal music. (laughs) That's so cool. I love it. I found, I found all kinds of really cool music and I just try to just play it, just expose them to it. You know, (laughs) like this one's from, you know, India and this one, of course they know Bollywood music, but (laughs) (laughs) not quite the same. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that is covering most of, uh, most of what we're doing. I'm sure that there'll be more things that I will, um, that I will find and we'll probably talk about it some more. I have not figured out how to organize my planner yet. That one I'm still kind of stumped on. I've read lots of ideas. So far I haven't found anything that actually seems to call to me yet. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. So we'll get there. Yeah. I I really think this, this planner that we just were, were given, I think will, will help though it looks it looks really good so at the very least i'm going to be able to pull stuff from it and it looks looks like you can individualize it pretty well so anyway let's see where are we at time wise i think we're all done i think we are all right if you like our show please leave us a review on itunes and tell your friends all about us you can follow us on twitter at savvy homeschool on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms and now on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670. For links to resources we shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at homeschoolrealm.com and those links are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website. And so goodbye everybody. <laughs> Have a fun week and come back and take a break with us again next weekend. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Tieran, no. I told Daddy to come help you. Go. He's just I can hear him. Oh, I'm going poop. <laughs> <laughs>